Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. This is one of my favorite places and time in the podcast is to welcome our guests. I know that they're coming with a couple of things that are very important. Time. Uh, time is the most beautiful community. We're all given the same amount and what to do with it is our responsibility while we are here. I want to thank Naomi to come and spend some of that expensive stuff with us. The other is her journey. The journey created who she is. It housed who she was and created a powerful spirit that is here to share some of her wisdom so that we can uh, grow with her and become better human spirits while we're here on this planet. Naomi, thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Thank you so much for having me on your show today, Ken. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Tell the people that the things that you have given birth to, I always tell the people, we are some pregnant folks. And um, <laughs> we, uh, as we walk in our life, we give birth to things that were residing in us. What are the things that you have given birth to so far? Because I always tell people, as we learn more about ourselves, we began to give more birth to things because we are pregnant all the time. So tell us some of those things that you've given birth to. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, first of all, um, I run a podcast agency. Uh, during the day and that's how we connected and i'm so grateful for that ken mm -hmm. and you know i help entrepreneurs to share their knowledge and one of my clients told me the other day that i actually i enrich people lives through connections so that's what i do and that's i you know i connect people and i help them and the other thing i gave birth to is art I'm also a collage artist. I make digital paper and cut and paste and hand-sewn collages. You can see a couple of collages on my walls back, <laughs> back here. And yeah, that's what I do. And that's what I do during the night and during the weekend. And when I have, you know, some time to wind off, uh, because art plays a very, very important role in my life. Uh, first of all, because um, I went through a lot in the past couple of years, in the past like five years, I lost my dad to cancer, I lost my grandma to uh, accident, and I lost uh, like two of my friends to, to different diseases. And so it was a lot of grief uh, in my life in the last couple of years. But unfortunately, I experienced grief as a child. Um, my, my grandparents died when I was about six, both of them. And then my grandpa died. So I'm, death uh, was pretty much uh, around me when I was growing up and sickness. My dad dealt with different sicknesses, illnesses during his life until he got cancer. He was diagnosed with cancer. So it was, it was, uh, it was a very dominating thing in my life, death and sickness. And... Now I realize that, like, you know, I'm 43 now and <laughs> I'm pretty much grown up. And um, how can I, how can I, how can I cope with this grief? Because it's not easy to do that. So art is a form yeah. of self-expression for me. And it's a form of relaxation and meditation form that helps me to, to get through and to cope with, with, with my grief. And it's an ongoing process. I mean, I'm 100% sure that it will never stop, that you have grief, but you just, 
you just cope with yeah. it and you work with it and it, it's going to be in our lives but um but you can still deal with it thanks to different tools like art how uh, like yeah yeah how old were you naomi when you started your art how old were you I was I was always like this creative type since I was a kid. I always loved like you know drawing and painting and mm -hmm. but uh, when I was a teenager, that's when I discovered that it it really helps me in life and I started to paint back then. And the collage art came a little bit later. It was very a very special moment because I was expecting mm -hmm. my son. And uh, that was 2012. And I remember the exact date when I made my first collage. And uh, yeah, it was a very special moment because I knew I was expecting mm -hmm. I'm going to have a child. It, like literally, we, we stopped talking about giving birth. But yeah, I was. <laughs> and I was giving birth to my son and to my art as well. So <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is powerful. So here you are, this young girl that is familiar with um, <laughs> different types of trauma that are actually some heavy trauma in uh, death and sicknesses and so forth. How were you in that um, energetic space? How did you as a hero manage yourself between some of the major stuff that people with within their life, uh, Naomi, how were you walking day to day? When you are in the middle of that stress and trauma, like when I lost my dad, um, you focused on the day-to-day -day job because I was a mom, I was an entrepreneur, so I had to keep going. And that's, that's always my motto, that you have to keep going. But then it's, it's, it's also hard because you have to deal with that trauma because if you don't deal with it, then it deals with you later on in your life. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't easy. But then I discovered uh, I was kind of like hopeless and it's like what I'm going to do with my future and what my what's my purpose in life. And, and I kind of lost that purpose when my when I lost my dad, because he was quite young. He was only 63. And, you know, he was like kind of my protector. And I was I was in the in the center of his universe all the time. And when you lose someone like him, um, that that's pretty tough and uh, hurtful and painful. But uh, I was really focused on my life, on my family, on my job. And then I discovered that, okay, I have to focus on art because art helps me. And uh, art can help to express those emotions that I can't express with words. So it yes. was really important to, to do something in this creative space. Yeah, I tell people you need to find your purpose and then become purposeful. It gives you, energizes you. Um, uh, I would say to my kids, because uh, I have five boys, and I would tell them, I said, I want you guys to find that thing that when I turn to you and say, Adam, you shouldn't be doing that, if you look at me and say, Dad, I love you, but I don't give a damn, I'm going to do it. And I said, when you find that, and we have that conversation, now I know you're focused and you're serious. Until then, you're just, uh, you know, you need to find that and then become purposeful, meaning that you will then implement the processes by which you are going to achieve what you just want. And um, it's a great place to be. So here you are, this girl that has been through, she lost the center of her universe. Um, 
you mentioned earlier that you had your son and you are in, let's go back into your, your life when you are there, this younger woman, um, and you're living your life. How did she navigate? Again, you're, you're growing up in, in all this type of pain. You introduce art into your world and the art will help you with a lot of things that are very powerful um, tools, if you will, that uh, is a part of the human development, meditation, and all of those things. You have to put yourself in certain states, do all kinds of stuff within the art world. So as you are growing as a young woman, what was your life like as a young woman in her 20s and, and 30s? How was she? What was she like? That young woman worked a lot. <laughs> um, I, my dad got sick. <laughs> my dad got sick. Unfortunately, he got this enlarged heart, this cardiomyopathy. It's called like this unique sickness when I went to university. So it was, yeah. I got a lot of support, like financial support from them, but most from my grandparents because my dad got retired very early in his life, in his like, like early 50s, late 40s. So he got really, really sick. He almost died back then. So that was the, like the first big stepping stone and wow. turning point in my life. And um, so I, I just wanted to get through university. I, I, had, I have a master's degree in linguistic. It's Scandinavian studies. I speak Danish, Swedish, like Scandinavian languages. I know a lot about like Scandinavian history and everything. So that's what I learned. And that was my, basically, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was, um, but I, I really loved that. Uh, however, um, after university, I couldn't really find yeah. a job to support myself. And uh, together with my husband, we decided that we have to, you know, move to abroad in order to have a better life and like a, be a better financial space. So we moved to Ireland first. I mean, Ireland mm -hmm. is a beautiful country. And, but I started to work in a call center yeah. and this young woman, that's me, <laughs> in my like 20s, like I really worked hard for, for, you know, just to support our life and to support my parents at home in, in, back in Hungary. So I couldn't really focus on myself like that. And it's, it was a lot of work, work, earning your money, earning your living good. And then I started and in my late yeah. 20s. I decided that I want to be an entrepreneur. So we started our own business mm. with my husband. And so again, it's, it's, you know, it's a big step in, in our life. It's a big turning yeah. point to become an entrepreneur. So it was always, everything was work-related. And uh, yeah, and yeah. some people thought that I might just lucky with the life I got abroad, but I, that involved a lot of work and a lot of energy that I put into it uh, in order yeah. to support myself and my family back home. What was it that uh, drove you or, or began to steer you towards becoming uh, an entrepreneur, business work work? What was it about that particular business that got you a little excited and thought that this is where I need to um, nap to at this time? Um, I never wanted to have a, have a boss. I figured it out. I worked only three years in this corporate world in Ireland, but I didn't like it. So, <laughs> and I always wanted to be my own boss. Yeah. I'm an only child and, you know, I was kind of a lone wolf in all my life. So I like to be alone. I like to work for myself. So this was like, like the perfect uh, place for me to be. So that's how I, that, that was my first yeah. um, push. 
But then I always loved traveling and everything that was travel related. So that's how I've, our first business that we did from 2007 until 2020 was an online travel related business, which was perfect. I could work alone. I could work remotely from home. And I really enjoyed that. I mean, you know, that was my ideal space. And yeah, that's how it all started. <laughs> so here you are, you are uh, an entrepreneur and a married entrepreneur and you're um, doing well at your business. At any time around this time, uh, Naomi, um, what was happening to that woman there um, when she is in her quiet time, as they say, what were your thoughts, your, uh, those thoughts that were rotating within your, your, your mind? I was always an over, over mind, yeah, conscious mind. Yeah, I was always an overthinker and analyzer, and I, I overthink all the time too much, and that was even worse back then. I think <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was always the anxious type, and I was worried about my parents, their health. But then uh, I always wanted to live in a different place than Ireland. I, I didn't really find my place there. I loved the country, and the mm -hmm. people were really nice. But I wanted to experience another type of life in the Mediterranean and yeah. um, like place in the sun. And, you know, I just I just want, really wanted to experience yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to wait until <laughs> I get like, you know, retired or something to get there. So I, I told my yeah. husband, OK, let's move abroad. Let's move to a different country. I, I, I'd love to experience that kind of lifestyle. And um, yeah, I was always this restless soul that even that back that back then that okay, I just want to experience mm -hmm. something new, and that's what pushed me to to basically to move to Cyprus, and we've been mm -hmm. living here for twelve years now, and yeah, this kind of restlessness and finding my place in the world. <laughs> that's how I could describe myself back then. Wow. It is a good, I think it's a good quality because um, it's an indicator that we haven't gotten there yet and that we need to, as you say, keep moving. Um, that restless sometimes within us is that there is something else that I need you to um, become exposed to, if you will. And um, a lot of people I, I interview, they have that little uh, thread of restlessness within them that keeps them pushing beyond pushing wanted to know more i've got to find out a little more and so forth so here you are you move and you're in this new culture new people new belief system if you will and um, you are excelling all you notice your little restlessness and all these types of stuff what was happening concerning your art at that time were you, uh, did you put it aside? What type of relationship did you have with your art? Yeah, this is funny that you ask because when we moved from Ireland to Cyprus, I became much more creative. I don't know if it was thanks to the new you know, climate or a different country or the new culture or the new impulses I got, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I just started to be more creative and I started to do more art when we moved to Cyprus. So it was, uh, it was like a kind of self-discovery. It's like, oh, I love, I love doing this. And why I didn't do that in Ireland because I was focused on work so much. And, but then you moved here and this yeah. is such a completely different lifestyle. 
and I really enjoyed it. So I just mm -hmm. some kind of somehow I just rediscovered myself as an artist. And I really enjoyed that journey. And I just started just few things and simple things. I didn't do collages back then. That was like later on. But I was started to yeah. draw again. And I started to make like different like mixed media art. So I was really happy with that. And I just felt so alive and so energized by the vibe of this place. I mean, you know, Cyprus is told to be like the island of love and the island of cats and stuff. So yeah, it has definitely has yeah. a special vibe to it. Absolutely. Oh, that is awesome. So here you are, you revived as you, as you stated with your in your creative side. Um, as you are now uh, exploring that and opening to that, I want you to walk with us and tell us, like, bring us into your space, if you will. You just pulled out your uh, a blank uh, uh, canvas. What is your mindset when you begin to uh, look at that piece of um, uh, paper, if you will, but it's a canvas, that piece of uh, uh, untouched work? What is it that you started to do uh, and did you need in, in order to begin to produce something from it? I'm always so excited when I see like a blank canvas because there's there's so much opportunity there. But <laughs> but usually I have like three, four, five collages in my head, on my mind. And sometimes I have to make notes that so I'm going to do this and that and that. Mm -hmm. So I have like, like a couple of works in my head already. And it somehow just comes to me and it works like kind of a subconscious level. Um, it's, it's very interesting and um, yeah. you just find one piece of something, maybe just an old postcard or an old photo or just like anything that I can get my hands on. And I just sew them on the canvas and then the rest just comes to it. And I'm, I'm really excited when I have to just find other pieces. It's like a puzzle that you put together. And um, I was on a podcast before and yeah. we talked about grief again and and most of the time I explained there too that I, I'm like sewing my memories together because I use a lot of old photos from my childhood mm -hmm. and from my family's um, past and history. And sometimes I don't even know who these people are on these photos, but I include them and incorporate them into my collages. Wow. And um, it's pretty exciting what comes out of it. So basically I sew my memories together when I start to fill up a canvas. I don't have a particular plan when yeah. I start. I just, it's very like sub, works, working on a subconscious and like instinctive level. And I don't, I will, I won't know what comes out of it. And some people just think, what was the meaning behind that collage? Or what did you think when you made it? I had no idea. Yeah. I just put these pieces together and something comes out of it. And it mean, it can mean different things to different people. Yeah. I had a, I have a couple of my friends that are artists. I'm also a musician. And, uh, she was very, this particular friend of mine, she's very critical of her work. One of brilliant mind when it comes to art. And she had several of her pieces and uh, um, one of my dear friends uh, visiting her and uh, she's laid out all of these pieces. She has this piece with this woman that had just, um, uh, she had cut things out of it, and it was it was unfinished. It was it was still work to be done, 
And she looks at it and she tells me, she's like, I don't know what to do with this. I just don't know where to go. Um, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I told her, I said, it seems finished to me. <laughs> and she, and I know her personality. And she's like, no, it's not. And I said, why isn't it? And I said, it seems finished. And I told her, I said, why don't you entitle it The Unfinished Woman? <laughs> and um, she looked at me and she goes, yeah. <laughs> and she was stuck <laughs> at that picture for about a year or so. She couldn't move on. And I thought, I said, when I saw it, it seems as if here is this woman that is still um, metamorphosing. She's still uh, growing. She's still changing. And when she, when I explained that to her, she's like, yeah. And I think um, my friend bought that picture instantaneously that same day. So um, art is a beautiful thing. And I had asked her that same question. I'd asked you, what was your preparation? And she said she allowed the, um, the canvas the, that is inside of her, she allowed it and gave it permission to explore the canvas as she had put it. So she never really uh, put a limitation to it. And that's why I asked that question, because I remember her stating that she allowed the, um, the canvas to call out the, um, the particular piece that uh, it presented at the time. So while you were doing all of these things, uh, Naomi, one of the tools that I know that is within artwork that you have to do is you have to learn how to focus, which is a form of meditation. How did that uh, focus and those type of practices with your art, how did it help you in navigating all of these uh, tremendous amount of uh, uh, energies still around you, your dad and, and mom and death and life and all of these things and sicknesses and diseases. How was that able to help you as an individual in your life? I mean, art is that, I mean, art has been used as a therapeutic uh, tool for centuries and that's proven and it wasn't yeah. me who invented that. So, and, and, and it's modern research has also confirmed that it's uh, the effectiveness that uh, like that the effect that it has on your mental health and well-being. And it's because mm -hmm. you are, there's so much repetition. What I do, for example, when I, when you saw something, there's so much repetition that you just focus on that yep. small particular piece of part of the collage that I make that it really puts your mind to rest and it's like when you meditate yeah. you, so you, you don't think about anything else mm -hmm. you just focus on that piece that it has to be perfect you have to finish it and you don't have to think about anything else yeah. plus sometimes I learn to you know listen to music or I'm doing like kind of like meditation uh, like guided meditation something on, in on my earbuds yeah. or I'm listening to an audiobook so that's like the ultimate uh, relaxation for me that you, you don't focus you just um, you you look out and close out the whole outside world and everything that goes in politics in life in family in in everywhere in the world and you just focus on the task and that really helped me to cope yeah. with stress with anxiety with, with depression, with, with everything, because, and I did that like every, like I did that every single day, like, especially during COVID, because then my, you know, when my dad died and then my grandmother died, it's like, and we just, 
it was everything over. And then we started to, my mind, I just started to rest a bit and my soul just, you know, I got a bit calmer and, and less, less anxious. And then COVID hit and everything was upside down. Yeah. The business went up in the smoke and my son had to be at home, homeschooled. We'd never done it before and I don't want to do it again. And, <laughs> and, and uh, so everything was upside down. And uh, so I had to find something to rely on. And that was art. So I had this special time every evening. Mm. And I just closed out the whole world and I didn't think about anything yet, just making these collages. And it was so therapeutic for me. And I really enjoyed that. So that's how I could cope with all this trauma and craziness and sickness and everything that went in the world. And I, I stopped watching news. I stopped listening to the news. Uh, I just ignored everything. I got my walls up. Yeah. <laughs> And I just focused <laughs> on the task. Yeah, you have to learn how to manage your time. I, I started this conversation about time. Um, I was in the corporate America world and I traveled. And um, one of the first things I would do when I get into the hotel was turn on um, CNN because that was at the time I'm dating myself. It was there more than the others. Um, and I would put it on and it was my background noise, if you will. Um, and I did this, it followed me all my life. Um, so I would put on news as my background noise. And one day I remember uh, looking at it and um, uh, I have this, people think I'm crazy Naomi because I, I can listen to multiple things and I'll know what each is saying while I'm reading a book or an article or, and, and look at me, what is wrong with you? And, and I don't know, but I'm able to, um, to pick everything out of it and, and have a conversation with people and maintain the conversation. And I was doing that one day and the thought came to me, why are you programming yourself with unnecessary information? <laughs> I remember, and it was like a voice I heard and I turn around, you know, who said that? And um, <laughs> the, I turned back to do something and the voice came again. Why are you? And I had to, I was hooked on the news. I was, it was like a drug to me that I could not be without it. And I actually had to learn uh, how did I do it? I incorporated fasting, I, fasting from the news. And I gradually <laughs> would say, okay, I, I mean, I had to do this type of stuff in order to come out. And that's why I say it's just like any other behavior that we, um, uh, you know, drug addicts or whatever addicts, it's, it's a behavior that um, uh, we have to learn how to monitor and make sure. But when I did that, um, my life began to change. I began to uh, um, experience a little more peace and calm. It changed the world. So I understand what you're, you're talking about. So here you are, um, Naomi. COVID came. Uh, you had the experience of homeschooling and you're focusing on your art and uh, you're growing internally. So how now, as you began to, to move in life, how did you get to the space you are today? I mean, um, uh, 
how did you get to that place where you are now at a crossroad where you are allowed to uh, have all of these different people meet? Uh, what was that journey like and how did it come? It was a really interesting journey for sure because before 2020 I was always working in the background and I was doing background work, social media marketing, blog writing. So I was never in the spotlight. I never really represented our company. But then when we started our podcast agency, everything changed and I had to just put out myself out there and and talk to people and start to network with people. And it's quite a journey. And I am... I mean, the, like, I'm not an introvert or extrovert. I'm just in the, in the middle somewhere. So for me, it was mm-hmm. just stepping out of my comfort zone for sure. And it wasn't easy uh, at first. But now I really enjoy it. And I enjoy it too much, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just, it, it's so much fun to connect with these amazing people worldwide. And that's why I yeah. love like, Zoom or I love you know, the, the technical development that we have, we are at the stage in our life that I can connect with anyone and, and it's just really exciting and it helps to run a business as well. So yeah. this journey was really, I mean, obviously when you start a new business and you have to build up a clientele, it's not easy. It's always have with ups and downs and struggles. Uh, but then yeah. Once you once you understand what your business is all about and what your clients are all about, it's 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 quite amazing to connect with these people and help them to achieve something else. Yeah. It, it's not it's not about the money, and it's, of course it's everybody. Of course, you earn money from it because you have to pay your bills. But it's just connecting these people, and I have so much great experience doing that because I was here in Cyprus, and like for example, I connected two ladies in Chicago. And they lived a couple of blocks mm-hmm. away and they became friends and business partners. So this is, <laughs> gives me so much you know, joy to it. It's like, this is amazing. And I, I was part of that. Or for example, when an interview turns out good and the host is happy, my client is happy. And this, you know, just messaging each yeah. other on, on LinkedIn and sharing the interview. And I'm, I was just, you know, feel proud. And like, I was part of this and I was just so happy that yeah. it turned out well. And they found each other and they had a common vibe and a mutual respect and love to each other, like in, you know, in a working mm-hmm. relationship way. And it's pretty interesting. And by, by, I network a lot. And by, by doing yeah. network, I met so many incredible people that I wouldn't have met if COVID didn't happen. So it's like, yeah. as they say, that there's always good things in bad. So uh, with that, I can thank to COVID that we have a new business, a new kind of life that I lead and I met these amazing people. Yeah, I believe, and I've said this many times on this podcast, I believe the collective called that thing in. And uh, I know it can be offensive because a lot of people died, but listen Mm -hmm. for a second. I believe we were all plugged in and I believe the collective were calling it because many people were unhappy. I mean, by the millions. And when their subconscious mind calls something, and we were calling it in as a collective, people were, they were calling change. I need change. I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. I am sick. I'm whatever. I don't like this job and whatever. And it took something of that caliber to shut the world down because the world was calling this thing in. 
And what it did, it allowed everyone to unhook for, for a few minutes to begin to reevaluate the, uh, their life purpose because COVID gave birth to a lot of things. And I lost a lot of souls, but also um, a lot of businesses, a lot of um, uh, books, a lot of podcasts, a lot of things began because I believe there's a paradigm shift that is taking place. And um, just like any other ship, if it's a giant ship, it takes a little while to make that full turn um, uh, even though that rudder is engaged, but it'll take a little while because the ship can't turn right away. It will be all kinds of uh, catastrophe, but the world is making a shift. The systems that were in place before, uh, people began to question it and create new systems. And it'll take some time for those systems to, um, to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But lots of things were given birth Naomi, because of COVID. I'm telling you, I've, I've interviewed so many people, and most of them gave birth after COVID. Welcome to the show, I guess, uh, <laughs> here. So now that you are able to do this, uh, talk to us about some of this, because it is a beautiful thing. I've, I know what it feels to be able to step out of something from the shadows, um, when I started Threads of Enlightenment, I was so proud of it. I, I was behind the shadows. I had my I had my book entitled Threads of Enlightenment. They had ten chapters, so I knew I had ten podcasts. So I'm doing my podcast per chapter, and when I and I knew where it was going and what I had to do, but there was something within me that I had to get over, and that was putting myself out there. And I remember. Um, Naomi, that I shut the podcast down after I got to chapter 10, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. So what I did was I called my brother, and I did two, I did two interviews with my brother. I'm like, <laughs> drag this out, <laughs> because I was still dealing with this, this thing that I have to do. Um, I told him, he called another friend of ours that we had, and so I'm, I'm keeping it close because I didn't, um, you know, it's just that thing and, and you had to feel, deal with it. And I remember I, I stopped uh, President Lightman, we were exploding and we, I just, just pulled out because I was fearful in order to, to stop. And I think we, I had stopped it for several months and I was in, I was in Turkey traveling. And I remember just sitting there going, you know, this what's necessary you can do this and I remember talking to myself and I was with a dear friend of mine and she also encouraged me to take that step and um, there's of enlightenment took off but I know what it is to be fearful of making that step and those of you that are listening to us and you are at this space right here um, Naomi knows how to escort you I know um, Naomi has artwork and you guys grab up some of those things, uh, some of those artwork. Those are uh, messages that are in those things, man. Uh, she uh, took energy to put that thing together. And I, I believe that we are all energy, man. And because that art houses power, when you look at it, 
some people will look at it and go, boom, and they will have a different um, energetic connection to it. And someone will come next to them and says, oh, I don't see that. Uh, but it wasn't meant for them. It was that person may have a different. So art speaks. And I'm going to provide the information so you guys can get to her site so you can allow an inner being to uh, reach out to those artwork and claim one for yourself. And uh, uh, call her up and say, I want to buy that one. So here you are. You're meeting all of these people, Naomi, and you're in an excellent, beautiful position and you're able to be... Um, uh, someone that is able to connect others so that they can chase their dreams. Um, I want you to tell us about you. You are at this space in your life right now. How is it that you are, uh, what is it to be Naomi today? What is her vision about? What is her energy about? What is her uh, inner conversation with herself? as she is not talking to someone, but she resides by her own self. <laughs> oh boy, you should, <laughs> you should listen to this conversation, for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm actually uh, on this crossroad that I'm, you know, I'm trying to, trying to <laughs> yes, you are. You're very, you're very specific. You never spot on to to <laughs> even you didn't know about it, but you just felt all this energy. Uh, just to you know, just to <laughs> to basically focus on self care because I was focused on work, on trauma, on family life, and all these horrible things that happened to me, and um, so um, that's 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 my journey right now that I'm trying to focus on other things uh, than work. And uh, I just try to discover myself as a woman in, the, in her 40s and like rediscover myself mm -hmm. and who am I in this world and what's my purpose. And yeah, it, it's a lot of tough questions <laughs> that I am having these conversations. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, but it, it's really exciting, sometimes overwhelming. But it's it's definitely yeah. a, it's it's a very precious and sacred path that I'm on right now, uh, and it's a very important yeah. stage yeah. of my life for sure. Yeah, but that was put on again. I mean, that's <laughs> the crossroads mentioning them for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting place to be. The crossroads. Um, uh, there's some uncertainty there. There's some. Um, uh, sometimes you can be fearful of the next step, all of those things. So here you are at this crossroad. It's a beautiful place. It, um, it uh, houses uncertainty and adventure. How do you, um, uh, how do you manage her so that she doesn't uh, jump ahead of the situation that's overhead that she learns to navigate the spot right here at the crossroad because it needs wisdom it needs intuition it needs all of these things that are within you to begin to guide you and bring you to that next stage of your life how does she navigate herself in there 
Yeah, that's a brilliant question. Uh, yeah, I need a lot of patience to, yeah. to not to jump into, into things that I don't want to do. And, but I think that taking these small steps will lead me to, to that place that I want to be in maybe my late 40s and later on and later mm. stage in my life. But it takes a lot of patience and persistency and consistency with everything I do, like not only in business, but with my personal life and with my emotions. So, yeah, I'm, I do believe in astrology. I love astrology, this kind of space. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Scorpio, so I, <laughs> I'm kind of like deep in when, I, when it comes to emotions and very deep with thoughts and analyzing things. So sometimes it's too deep for me, even for myself, I'm too deep. So I just have to get out of that space (laughs) and uh, just be a little bit more, uh, I would say like easygoing, but in quotes and, and Mm -hmm. uh, just to just get on with things sometimes and don't overthink things and don't go too deep and try to figure out with patience and calmness what the next steps are. But it's not easy because sometimes you just want to get on with things, but it takes patience and time to heal from things and to, to get on with different things in life. It's, it's not an easy journey, but it's, it's a very special one. Yeah, I know about Scorpios. I'm, I'm <laughs> one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm one of you guys. So I, I kind of um, know what that takes and the discipline that it um, causes one to do. But I know that when we do something, I know how we do it. And so I know that your next move, when you do it, I know that it will be all in and um once you get there. So here you are now, you are at this crossroad, beautiful space, and you are learning how to control this, um, this woman as she begins to um, get a little, as you said before in our conversation, a little restless. Nothing <laughs> 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 is there, I tell people all the time, nothing is there to stretch us further than we've ever been and it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, we just have to learn how to navigate that space. So here you are. You're at the crossroads, and you are deciding where to go and how to go and focus on self. Now, as you look at self, Naomi, what do you see when you walk by that mirror? That um, What do you see when you walk by the mirror number one? But when you see in your thoughts, what is it you see about this woman that is in her 40s uh, that you are wanting to explore and to get a deeperness of it? Wow. (laughs) Um, I want to see, and when I I look at myself and, and myself, and I just want to experience that happiness peace and love in my life so mm-hmm. and i think these are so important and health also i mean these three things yeah. like health happiness and love i think without those things the rest don't even really matter 
because it doesn't yeah. really connect to money or or wealth or anything like that. But these are just three important things. I, I I learned that because of my my family's health issues and cancer and everything. That if you don't have health, you don't have anything. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. but it also connects with happiness and love. So that just to experience these three things together and to see a woman in that mirror that who is fulfilled and feels all these uh, emotions and uh, happy where she is in life. And obviously successful because we all want that. Um, But just to, to reach that point that I'm happy with everything around me, I'm, yeah, I, that's how I, how I, that's, how I imagine this. <laughs> we went to the two Scorpios went too deep into that for sure. Uh, things I tell people why I love uh, podcasting, and and it is because I and the type of podcast, and especially what I do, is because I am Scorpio, um, and as a Scorpio, I need to have these type of conversations or I would lose my mind. Um, I, I have to have deepness. I cannot, I hate superficial conversation. It's a waste of my energy and my time. And so I, without this, I would probably be a mess. I'd need all kinds of therapy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I look at this podcast as my therapy because I believe it's providing a, a service to others where they can hear someone's story like yours, a powerful story, someone who have been around and familiar with death and sicknesses and disease. And yet uh, that individual was able to, as you stated earlier, keep moving and not to stay stagnate, stagnant because when you do that, when you look at nature itself, nature it tries to teach us uh, some beautiful uh, uh, insights if you look at nature. If water is stagnant, it becomes very, very, very uh, uh, bad and people can die from it. But when you have moving water, look at all the life that is around the moving water. Look at what attracts it. other um, life forms and stuff are there within that moving. And that's why I keep teaching tell people keep moving and uh, here is this woman that has been keeping moving from and walking through all of these hard times she's incorporated her art which is able to speak and to it trained her to think certain way so that she through meditation was able to move through much of those things another thing that she mentioned work work can be good it can help but sometimes it becomes a distraction. So you would have to seek inside yourself to know where you belong, at what time, and what you need to do. I tell people, all of us are squatters. Don't try to be at one place too long. You're, a, you're a squatting men, so just keep <laughs> moving. So um, Naomi, this has been a really good conversation. You have no idea how excited I have <laughs> been to have this conversation because I know, as I mentioned to you earlier, I look at you as one of my angels that are with me walking this walk. And um, I wanted to have this conversation with my angel, my personal angel, 
so that oh, to see what she was like so that she can uh, um, get a chance to meet me as well. I want to thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Thank you so much, Ken, for your kind words. You don't even know how much they mean to me. So thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome.